Turns into the hands of the Philistines and killed Hophni and Phinehas. The sons of Eli, they died for what they had done. He wiped out the army. Amen. And the Philistines took the ark captive. And, and when Eli, the priest, heard about what had happened, he fell off his stool and broke his neck. He even died because of this great and horrible sin that they had committed. And the Bible says in, in chapter number 5 that, that they brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. And they set it in the temple there of Dagon. Now that was the, the, the national god there of the Philistines. Dagon was a a Mesopotamian fish god. It was a, a god of fertility. They worshiped this fertility god. And Dagon was supposed to be the father of Baal. We hear about Baal. We read about Baal. This, this god that the Philistines had, these pagans. But the Philistines brought the ark in this temple and they sat it down beside of, of this god of Dagon, thinking that it was just like any other old god out there amongst all of the other gods that they had there. But I want to tell you tonight, church, listen to me. Amen. The Lord's about to show them that there's a difference, amen, in the God of Israel and this little God that the Philistines serve. You ought to say, amen, right there. We're serving a great God, a mighty God tonight. And now when they got up the next morning, you know the story they found and that the Lord had caused their little God, Dagon, to fall over at the feet of the ark. Amen. And and they didn't think anything about it at all. And they picked the uh, uh, Dagon back up and, and they set their little God up uh, back beside the ark again, Brother Frank. But let me tell you, church, the next morning when they got up and they came up in there, there wasn't any doubt in their minds. Amen. Who was the strongest amongst the gods? Because Dagon had then fell off and broke into a thousand pieces. Amen. Dagon didn't do so good. In other words, when it comes to this confrontation with the God of Israel church. And if you remember Samson back there had already destroyed Dagon's temple there in Gaza. God gave him the strength, remember, one more time to, to pull that entire building down on top of, of that pagan people. And that's not all. God was so tore up, church, with this bunch of folks right here about stealing the Ark of the Covenant. Not only did he wipe out their little idol, he struck them all. The Bible says, you can't make this stuff up, I'm telling you, emeralds. And that's Bible for hemorrhoids. Amen. Some versions translate it to tumors. But God's got their attention now. Amen. What should we do? We read it. What are we going to do? We got to get rid of this heart. Amen. It's killing us. Not only has it knocked our God out, not only has it struck us with hemorrhoids. Amen. Now there's rats running around devouring everything. These rats are, are destroying us. And they moved that ark from, from there to Gath and then on to Ekron. And everywhere that it went, Sister 
Amen. Folks were being struck down. They were dying. Amen. And because of it, they had to learn, I'm telling you by now, in these seven months, to fear the ark of the Lord. Amen. We done got to the place. We got to do something with this thing. What are we going to do? God's got their attention, church. And they got together oh, with their religious leaders and their, and their overseers. And, and their instruction that they received was to go out and get yourself two milk cows. Amen. The Bible said in verse number seven, make a new cart and take two milk cows. That's milk cows that just had babies. And you take them babies, Brother Frank, and you put them in a stall. Take them, in other words, and you separate them away from them mama cows. And you bring them milk cows out. And you put a new cart in there and behind them. And you take the Ark of the Covenant and you set it on that new cart. Now, I don't have any idea. If you want to run that around in your imagination, that's all right with me, church. I don't have any idea what these things would look like. But the Bible, Brother Frank said, that they made golden images of those emeralds. Hallelujah. Images of hemorrhoids and golden mice. Only God could do something. You tell me God doesn't have a sense of humor. Amen. Uh, remember, this was an ark of fertility God, a Dagon that they were worshiping. And God struck them down in those hundred parts of their body. Amen. To get a hold of their attention. I'm telling you, God has a way of waking you up in the midst of the storm church. They put that ark on the cart. They set those golden images up on the cart with the ark. And this is what they said. Now if these milk cows do like normal milk cows brother Pee Wee, if they do like normal cows do, they'll just wander off into the field somewhere. They'll wander off off of the road and just by chance, uh, just an accident, it's no big deal what's happened. They had nothing to do with the God of Israel. But if them milk cows, come on now, if they walk the straight way on the road, all the way back to Israel, to God's people, to God's country church, then we'll know without a doubt that it was the God of Israel that was behind this hall. And something about these milk cows, church, right here, I want us to recognize tonight. I want us to notice, if you will, pay real close attention. Amen. These milk cows, they had a burden that they bore. Hallelujah. There was a burden that they bore. The Bible says in verse number 8, And take the ark of the Lord and lay it upon the cart. The burden they bore, church, was the Ark of the Covenant. That Ark of the Covenant was a representation of the very holiness, church, of God. The burden they bore was the Ark. This burden, my friend, listen to me, it was a holy burden. And wherever that Ark goes, church, the presence of God is there. 
if that ark shows up, you can rest assured that God is going to show somewhere up around that ark. I tell you how holy that ark is. It's so holy that the Bible says that some men, just a little later on, they peeped from Brother Frank over on the inside of it, the ark, and God killed, according to the King James Bible, some 50,070 of those men. It was so holy, a sister honor, that when they went forth with it on their shoulders, God would let a cloud, amen, a fire, or a cloud of, of light by day and a pillar of fire by night. It was so holy, church, amen, that when they stopped to camp, that a fire would come down wherever it sat right over the top of it, of the tabernacle. Amen. It's so holy, church, that God near about wrecked that whole country there of the Philistines where we read in our text tonight. Those milk cows, I want you to understand, they bore a heavy, holy burden. As God's people tonight, I want us to understand that we too carry, Brother Frank, a holy burden. A preacher, tell me, what kind of holy burden do I carry? Well, if you've been saved in the amount of time, and by the grace of God, you're not just carrying a box overlaid with gold, church, but on the inside of you, I'm telling you, the Bible says, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, the burden that you're carrying tonight, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Amen, church. Hey, this burden may not be popular, and it's not amongst the world. This burden may not be so cool that nobody, I'm telling you tonight, wants to accept this kind of a burden. The burden of holiness, it rests on the children of God tonight. And if the Holy Ghost lives, think about it. He lives on the inside of you. If you have the Holy Scripture, the Holy Writ of God in your hand, and you're living for a holy Jesus church, and you're going to a holy city tonight, and you're supposed to be holy, brother and sister, then I believe we ought to be living holy church. We ought to live like it, because God wants us to be a holy people. Amen. God wants a people that's holy. Come on now, help me tonight. Our lives as Christians ought to be different than the rest of this whole world that we are a part of. Our lives ought to stand out amongst this lost and dying world. We should be doing things like the rest of the world is doing tonight if we're living a holy life, church. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies what? A living sacrifice. Ah, what kind of sacrifice? Holy, acceptable unto God, which is what? Your reasonable service. The world may not think 
amen, that it's necessary, church, in the year of 2019, in the society that we are all a part of. Amen, I think it's necessary to live a holy life, a sanctified life, a life that has been dedicated wholly unto God, church. But if you're striving tonight to live a holy life, it's not something, don't listen to them. It's not something that's unthinkable. I don't care the year of the day. It's not unthinkable, church. It's not unreasonable for you to live holy. You're not doing God a favor, by the way, if you are living holy. It's what God expects of us as his children. Amen. It's your reasonable service. Hallelujah. I'm talking about real holiness tonight, church. When you truly get a hold of God's holiness, you see just how holy he is. Real holiness, I'll tell you what'll happen. It'll end you up on your face in a prayer closet somewhere. The crying out, Woe is me. Hallelujah. Woe is me, for I am undone because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people with unclean lips. Hallelujah. I'm saying tonight that these milk cows were bearing a holy burden. But that's not all. It was a burden that was hated. It was a hated burden. How hated was it? Brother Ray, I'm glad you asked. The Philistines, if you remember, we read it in our text. They said, let's get this thing out of here. Hallelujah. We got to get rid of it. We don't want this thing among us anymore. Can I tell you tonight that wherever holiness lands, amen, people don't like it. Whenever holiness lands in the place here amongst the Philistines, you know what holiness did when it showed up amongst them? Amen. It hurt the flesh. Glory to God. Literally. It hurts the flesh. You want to know what real holiness is tonight, church? You want to know what real holiness will do to your life? It'll start working on the flesh. It'll start cutting away. Amen. At the flesh. If your flesh, listen to me, if your flesh does anything it wants to do, and your flesh just runs wild, Brother Frank, you're not bearing the burden of holiness. The burden of holiness will start putting a clamp. Hear me tonight. It'll, it'll clamp down on that old flesh of yours and mine. The things that you want to do, you won't do them anymore. Glory to God. You'll say, I cannot do that anymore. I cannot, amen, think that way anymore. I cannot act like that anymore. I'm making a decision tonight to live holy church to the glory of God. Why is that? Because my Savior, are you hearing me, has done so much for me in my life. And I know he has for you tonight as well. I said it's a hated burden, church. This world hates holiness. This world simply does not want to hear anything about 
Jesus loves you. Jesus died for your sins. Amen. The world doesn't want any kind of restrictions placed on their vile and evil way of living. They don't want anybody telling them how to live, where to go, and how to go. Amen. It's our job, are you hearing me tonight, to live holy before this lost and dying world. We're to shine a light amongst them. It was a holy burden, but it was a hated burden at the same time. This burden also brought happiness. What do you mean, Brother Ray? Look with me. Verse 13. The Bible says, And they of Bethshemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley. And they lifted up their eyes, the Bible says, and saw the ark. What's going to happen to a church when God's people see the ark coming? Woo! The Bible says, and they rejoiced to see it coming. <laughs> they rejoiced to see it. There's a bunch of Philistines now over yonder. And they're saying, good riddance, my friend, Brother Preeby. They said, we don't want nothing to do with that thing. Amen. We want this thing going out from amongst us. We want to wipe our hands clean of it. Come on, church. With this other bunch over here, God's bunch. Amen. They're saying, glory to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hey, the ark's on the way. The ark's coming back to its rightful place. I want to tell you tonight, the church, if you're in God's bunch, amen, it's going to bring happiness to you. Holiness is going to bring happiness to you. It's not, I'm telling you, going to be a burden for you to live a holy life. When holiness shows up, you will rejoice because of the Lamb of God tonight. i got to finish up here. Not only did they see, or did we see a burden that they bore? Holy, hated, and happy. But we see a bidding that they obeyed. What do you mean, Brother Ray? A bidding that they obeyed. Look at verse 12. And the kind took the straight way to the way of Bethshemesh and went along the highway, lowing as they went. And turned not aside to the right hand to the left. And the Lord.